This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs in Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. All right, today we have Gabby Neal, and I am your host, Isaiah Ackridge. And we're coming to you with another podcast on study abroad and student and the life of Gabrielle Neal as a student here at NC State. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and we're going to get started. Um, Hi, I'm Gabby. Um, I am a practically a senior. My major is political science, and I have a minor in Chinese studies, um, and I'm currently studying abroad at the University of Seoul in Seoul, South Korea. Wow, Gabby. So how does it feel to be on your last year of college? <laughs> uh, really scary. Um, yeah, definitely this was an attempt for me to figure out what I want to do after college. And so now that I'm here, I, I know that this, this is the place that I want to work after graduation. Definitely. And it's kind of like, I'm sure that everyone listening can relate, but it's kind of like we took a pause on life and now we're in a completely different area in our life. And it just feels like we just hopped into this area of life would you agree to that yeah especially not being on campus for those two semesters that we got sent back really felt like I wasn't even in college I was just taking a little break and then now getting back into classes and doing coursework and everything it's yeah (laughs) it was definitely like being pushed back into the real world Definitely. And just so the listeners catch where you're at, could you remind us where you're at again, please? And what part you're in? Uh, yeah, I'm in Seoul, South Korea. Um, I live in uh, Jongnogu, which is, it's a smaller area of Seoul, but we're still in the big city. Um, but our area isn't as city as like as many big buildings and stuff like that. It's more small and homey kind of city, more like NC State. Okay, definitely. And what time is it there right now for the for the listeners? Um, it is eleven nineteen p.m. Wow! So <laughs> we caught you in the nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually when a lot of my meetings, especially for NC State, happen, I had my uh, 
course advising at 2 a.m. the other night. So. Wow. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, you know, your sleep, your um, sleep schedule. Tell us a little bit about your sleep schedule. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I first got here, like, I'm so thankful that we did have to do the 14 day quarantine because right. otherwise I would have not made it. It took me almost a month, I think, to get like finally adjusted to the time difference. But I mean, there's so much to do and so much to see. And the subways usually run until 1130. So I'm usually out until maybe 11 or 10, just to do all that I can in a semester. And then I'll hang out for a little while with my roommate and we, we shop a lot. So we'll try on our clothes and go to bed maybe around 1, 2 a.m. <laughs> wow. And then wake up and do it all over again, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Okay, so we're going to dive right in. First, we have to address the foundation of your student life here at NC State. So from freshman year to junior year, Tell us a little bit about that. I know it's a lot. You know, try to sum up the best parts or even the worst parts, and then we'll dive right into your journey to the country. So the floor is yours, and just be as candid as possible. And if you have any questions at any time, just let me know, and I can chime in on some things too. But the floor is definitely yours. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm a first-generation uh, college student. And I started NC State in the spring of 2019. Um, so it's definitely a little hard to come in halfway through the academic year and, and get adjusted. Um, and my roommate, because uh, I live in the Global Village at Alexander Hall, mm-hmm. my roommate was, it was a very f- interesting um, first roommate. Uh, she was nice, but, you know, sometimes you just don't really vibe with your roommate. Um, but then, I mean, the Global Village, I've been there since I started NC State, and I love it there. The people are cool. Everyone is always so nice, and it's just a big community. Um, and... Yeah, my second roommate during my sophomore year was from Sweden. Uh, we got along. Um, I don't know what kind of trend I had going on, but right, yeah. You <laughs> already that study abroad influence, um, because you're, um. Or roommates, if you will, are international. Yeah, we didn't have many Korean students, none that I can remember. Um, so I never really like had that kind of opportunity. I think there was maybe three when I first got there. I remember meeting them when we went to the Chinese Lantern Festival 
And that was really cool. But I, I didn't really get close with them or anything because I was still new. And so I just didn't want to do too much in the beginning. Um, but yeah, and my roommate in 2020 was from University of Seoul. And she's the reason that I'm here, um, which is really nice to get to see her. But yeah, um, living in the global village. And other than that, doing trio stuff. Um, and usually I will be in the library with my two friends until 5 a.m. in the morning sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Not studying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just, talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was one of the only times that we really got to spend together after like classes and stuff. And so we just had a lot to just talk to each other about and just learn from each other. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't really, um, I did work at study abroad. I was a student worker um, since fall. 19 I think mm -hmm. and so I'd been doing that until last semester um and so they really helped me get here mm -hmm. um and then I worked at Walk House for half a semester <laughs> um, but yeah so that was my little experience in Korean culture before I came here but yeah, other than that, I really didn't do much. Definitely. So talk a little bit about your COVID experience with school and how that affected you, like going abroad, considering that you went straight from your regular sophomore year into the COVID year, which was junior year for you, and then to your senior year, which is like, like abroad now. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah. Um. I mean... I think when COVID hit, I think for me, I was just finally getting my like place in NC State and figuring out how things work. And I was just getting comfortable on campus. And then having to go back home, of course, and then being so far away from all my friends, it was really, it was really hard. Um, and so I'm thankful that we did get to come back even for a little bit. It was nice, even though I went back home after that. Um, and the situation over here in Korea is, it's not as bad as the U.S. was. Right. But there's still a lot of restrictions. But I've heard that there using the restrictions on November 1st. They just wanted to get over the Halloween wave and then they would lessen the restrictions. But I think since my classes have been online back at NC State, I think coming here and still having online classes at least until November, it doesn't really like bother me as much as it did. I can still learn and participate in class. Right. So, yeah, there's really, like, 
not much of a difference, I would say, but there's more opportunity to get out and explore in between classes. I definitely can agree to that too. And what I would say for me personally, you know, I actually didn't want to study. I wanted to study abroad next semester. Um, so my spring semester, but <clears throat> I moved it back to my fall semester of my senior year because I, you know, I was like, I need a full year again at state to, you know, cap, like put myself back into the college environment because this semester has probably been the hardest semester for everyone, you know, um, considering that we've been online for a full year and then now we're jumping back into regular college and it's just a lot to find your time management skills when you in COVID school, you know, woke up maybe 10, 11 in the morning, rolled over, got your laptop and started your work because it was all asynchronous. So this is a big difference. So congratulations for just being able to adjust so quickly or, you know, find your success and your productivity within this type of environment. Uh, So now I want to transition to trio, like, Talk about your trio experience. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but <clears throat> weren't you in trio in high school? Yeah. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to plug trio up or down, <laughs> of course, because I feel like that's when we first met. Um, so talk a little bit about your trio experience. You know, you can mention Upward Bound, you know, and how it shaped you for college, and then talk about your trio experience in um, college as well. Yeah, without both Upward Bound and trio, I, yeah, I don't think I would be here at all. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Uh, Upward Bound really, like, they helped me figure out where I wanted to go to college. They helped me apply for scholarships and all that stuff. And I made some really great friends in that program. And a lot of them are in trio now. So that's really nice. Um, and then being here, of course, I, I always email Sarah if I have the slightest problem. And she's great. She will help me figure it out in no time. (laughs) And it really wasn't much of a problem. She's like, okay, just do this and you'll be fine. Um, Yeah, I love everyone in the office. They're all so wonderful. Yeah, I wouldn't be in study abroad. I wouldn't have gotten the Gilman if not for them. And yeah, I would would be a terrible student. Trio definitely does help us a lot. I'm going to plug Trio Upward Bound because I also was able to um, study abroad. You know, this was before I even got into my freshman year of college. And I went to Prague, Europe, Prague in Europe. And I can say that that experience was one of the best experiences of my life. Because for one, and I'm sure you can relate to this and talk about this, when you go to another country after you've been in a small town or just like, you know, one city for the your entire life, it kind of shifts your perspective on how you look at yourself and how you look at the world as well. Because, you know, when you when you're in your own solidified location, it's like nothing is different and everything is like the same that your routine 
routine, gets mundane and whatnot. But as soon as you step out of your comfort zone and get on that nine to 16 hour to 24 hour plane ride, then it's like it sets in and it's just like, this is real now. This is something that I can learn from. And this is from my life. And honestly, without True Upper Bound, you know, first coming into college, you know, they allowed me to get scholarships. They allowed me to get all the resources I needed to go to Europe before my freshman year. Now, as soon as I transitioned into college, I can totally relate to if I didn't have TRIO student support services, I would not be the student I am today. And that's real because TRIO really does a really good job of setting people up for success, but not only setting people up for success, maintaining that success and maintaining that structure in a student's life and that drive to continue. Because I tell you one thing, NC State is not easy. NC State is not for the weak. But luckily, we have a lot of people and a lot of resources that are supporting us throughout our process. So I'm glad that you were able to connect with Upper Bound, and I'm glad you were able to connect with Trio. So moving from this, talk about the culture of where of soul what do you think about it and do you have any opinions or what has your experience has been like uh i would definitely say as a woman of color i thought it was going to be a little difficult because korea is so homogenous but I haven't really experienced any like hardcore racism or anything. It's more like everyone's curious. Um, I remember the one day that I had braids in and they were, they were kind of long braids, but I got on the subway and these older ladies, they were so fascinated they're like, oh, is that your hair? Oh, wow, it's so beautiful. Can I, can I touch it? You know, can I see? And <laughs> I still feel kind of bad because I did tell them that it was my hair. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, 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 it's my hair. Yeah, you can, you can look. But yeah, the Korean people are, are really sweet. And whenever you, whenever you need help and they see you struggling, as a foreigner, they, they will definitely help you if they can. Um, not many people really speak English. They, they know English and they can understand, but they didn't have uh, as much opportunity to speak English since it is a very homogenous country. So they're not always comfortable with their speaking skills. But, I mean, just... The only real problem is the language barrier. Other than that, everything is great. <laughs> well, I know that is great. But, like, why is it great? You know what I mean? <laughs> a little bit more about that. Because, personally, I only, I've only been to Europe, and I would love to go to Asia. But... <laughs> Definitely should. (laughs) And I want now I want to know why I should go to Asia. So definitely. Why is it fun? How is it fun? Like, 
talk about that. <laughs> well, for me personally, since I love to shop, there's a lot of that. Um, and if you also like like Korean music or you like Korean dramas uh, or food, they're everywhere. And the food is is really cheap. Um, and there's also big portions because it's a more uh, community-based society. Um, so the meals are built to like, are structured to share. Um, and I mean, everything, you can take the subway from one side of the country to the other in maybe an hour or two which is really nice. You get to travel everywhere by the subway and it's really clean and it's organized. Um, and yeah, I think there's so many. One thing that I really love about Korea is that they have this mix of the like old ancient palaces and temples and they've built like city around it so you can just see the the old like one of the bigger ones of Gyeongbokgung you can see the gigantic palace but you also get the cityscape behind it which is really really cool to me so it's almost like a city medieval like a metropolitan's medieval aesthetic almost yeah wow that sounds it's beautiful and I wish that we could see some pictures so maybe if you want to send some pictures to be uploaded um, with this podcast that'll be great I so know. I guess you know I hear a lot of good things with your experience so far you know talk let's get into the diversities diversities and adversities of this whole experience what has been like either a big challenge for you or just like the biggest challenge you know um, studying abroad I think maybe one of the biggest challenges would be just navigating the language barrier because I'm so used to to being in America because I've never like been out of the country before so everyone just speaks English it's all like English so I never had to really like struggle through that but being here nobody really speaks English because they don't have to so it's difficult to communicate with other people and with a cultural difference I can't just walk up to someone and say oh I like your hair or I like your shoes or something and then we'll start a conversation from there because everyone just kind of keeps to themselves unless they already know you or you're a mutual friend of a friend so that's really difficult um I don't have many like native Korean friends most of the people that I know are international students um, so yeah, just making Korean friends and it's, it's mostly because of that language barrier and the, 
minor cultural difference. Definitely. So are you fluent in Korean or are you you have a working knowledge of it? Oh, no. <laughs> I did some self-study um, since high school, but I'm still still really bad. Um, but I am taking a class, so I'm beginner level and I'm going to work on it. <laughs> gotcha. I definitely agree with that. Has it been hard to navigate um, I know you talked about how everyone doesn't speak English. Has it been hard to navigate at the malls or in the restaurants and whatnot? Or do you kind of just, you know, finesse your way through it and appear confident so you can get what you need and stuff like that? What do you think? Um, well, I know phrases like, how much is this? Um, or food names. <laughs> so thankfully like that knowledge gets me through and if there's like a number that I don't understand or something usually there will be a screen or they'll put it in a, a calculator and they'll show it to me so I don't have to <laughs> struggle through the number systems so yeah I think a little bit of my knowledge helps but there's always, you know, the stuff that I don't know, but we're learning in our class. We have just gone through the restaurant unit and we're on the shopping unit now, um, which is great. So I'll be more confident the next time I go shopping, which will probably be tomorrow. <laughs> wow. So from this whole conversation, I took that you like to go shopping in <laughs> So that's nice. <laughs> well, Gabby, is there any other advice that you would give our listeners today? Um, we really appreciate your time and you coming on the podcast and talking about a little bit about your study abroad experience. But is there any other advice that you would say to somebody that wants to study abroad or, you know, it's nervous or scared or just doesn't have the resources to? Um, what would you say to them? I would say to apply you never know what what you can do until you put yourself out there I am from a low-income household and I was worried about the money and how I was going to afford everything but I applied for the program I applied for scholarships and study abroad worked with me and they give you all these resources. So as long as you apply, then you can, you can do it. And it sounds kind of cheesy, but study abroad is one of the best experiences that I've had in my life. And I'm so grateful that I got to do it. And if I had more time, I would extend my program more but I really want to graduate in the fall so um but yeah I would definitely say go for it there's resources out there and people want to give it to you definitely well Gabby I really appreciate your time today please let us know if we can do anything for you we hope I hope that you enjoy the rest of your experience I'm sure the listeners will too but we are keeping you 
you in good energy and just let us know if you need anything. And we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. And stay safe. And if you go to the mall, try to pick something out for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Oh, a good night. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about Student Support Services at NC State.